You are listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes, a podcast dedicated to sports talk from Chicago, Las Vegas, Dallas, and beyond. You're with your host, Ron L.V. Wrights, and I'm also with Timothy T-Dog Wilberger. So let's have it. Podcast number three. We're in the books right now, buddy. What are you thinking? Three for three, baby. Let's do it. I am ready to roll. We're ready to talk sports of some sort. Well, we got football to talk about today. Yeah. Dude. Dude. What is going on? With the Chicago Bears, I don't. Even, let's not even talk. Let's not even talk about the Chicago Bears right now. Let, we'll talk about the Bears. All right, we're going to talk about them, but let's talk about something else to yeah. start us off here. We need a, a positive vibe. Well, what do we got we got anything positive? Yeah, we do. We do have positive positivity right here. Uh, I think the court, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Gilbert, is actually <laughs> as positive as we can get. I mean, let's go a little bit more positive. Let's talk Las Vegas. Las Vegas uh, Raiders won against the L.A. Chargers this weekend, and actually, they won. Surprisingly, Las Vegas. Somebody won. won today. Yeah, I mean, Las Vegas wins. Dallas, not so much. Neither does the the Bears. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Well, and the Raiders won that game without getting much out of Derek Carr today, too, which is uh, saying something there. So Las Vegas wins, uh, but the ending of that game was actually pretty interesting. It went down to a catch that they thought uh, Los Angeles uh, Chargers threw the ball into the end zone, and it was caught. But on further review, with zero seconds left on further review, the ball actually popped out at the end, which is odd because it popped out out of bounds. Like his two feet were in, but I guess he wasn't making a football move because he he tapped two feet down and then he rolled to his right and kind of fell out of bounds. And then somehow the defender was able to punch the ball out or, or move the ball where he had actually lost it. So the question is, Tim, do you have to have a football move in the end zone for a touchdown for a pass play? Well, it's got you got to complete through the catch, I think they call it or whatever it is, where it's got to be completed catch all the way through when you're going rolling to the ground and everything else. I, you know what, though? I mean, you, you've seen how it's been over the last several years. Sometimes you don't have no idea what a catch is going to be in the NFL. Um, you know, you remember back, I don't know if you remember that game, was it Calvin Johnson, the Bears and the I, Lions? You know, it's funny you were saying that. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, oh. the first time we've dealt with this whole making a catch through the motion and all that was actually the Bears. The Lions were were down to the Bears, and it was a pass from Stafford to Calvin Johnson in the back of the Bears end zone in Chicago. It was game over, man. They were cheering. But what's funny with his move is he palmed the ball and came down on the ground with it palmed. And then the ball. You're talking about Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Yeah. And then he palms the ball, and then the ball kind of squirts away, or he let he, he just let go of the ball or whatever he did. And uh, that was not a completed catch. That For, for a Bears fan, that was awesome. 
For a Lions fan, not so much. But for today's game, uh, I th- I felt like we were. If you're talking about the Bears, you know, back then to now, almost felt deja vuish, right? Mm-hmm. He made the catch two feet in. He's coming down with the ball. Listen, you can cross. You all the tip of the nose has to do is, or the tip of the ball has to break the the end zone line. It just has to break it. And it's a and it's a touchdown. So he he makes the catch, and I I just don't understand how that's not game over and Chargers win. You know, against the first off, they they should have never allowed the the Chargers to come down to score in like three minutes. But here you are. What's your take on well, that? Well, it says, they, they, you know, the, the rule says you have to maintain control throughout uh, the catch. Um, and if you don't do that, then they're, they're going to call it incomplete or call it an interception if it goes into somebody else's hands. But, you know, we, this, we could spend podcast after podcast debating what is a catch and what isn't a catch. It's incredibly frustrating from week to week when some of those things change. And you hear those, you see those guys like Dean Blandino and Mike Pereira, and those guys come on, and they're even trying to explain it. You look at them, man; they they don't they don't even know. They're they're like, yeah, it's a catch, kind of. If this happens, well, wait a minute, then that means last week's freaking catch was a catch or whatever. So it's frustrating. So that's what happened at the end of that game. That's that's crazy, especially when you know talking about the Bears, how the Bears all we're asking for is catches, right? A ball that's actually <laughs> thrown to them that they can actually catch. That'd be helpful. So don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. So the Raiders win 31-26. Comes down the literally to the last minute throw. Uh you're right, Derek Carr didn't have what was his uh numbers for Derek Carr? Do you have that up? Yeah, he threw he threw for just a buck sixty five, a couple of touchdowns, but uh, you know, he they ran the ball well. So, you know, he had Devontae Booker and Josh Jacobs running the ball really well. They averaged over six yards a carry. Uh so they were able to really control the game on the ground where he didn't really have to do much. Um it looks like uh yeah, they were up what, thirty one to twenty late in that game? Is that yeah, thirty one when they scored the late touchdown? Yeah. So they were in control there. Probably the game plan they wanted against <clears throat> against the Chargers, um, just because defensively San Diego um, looks like San Diego actually, you know, they've got a pretty good or San Diego. I keep saying San Diego. I, you know what? As far as I'm you know, concerned, there's still hey, San speaking Diego. of San Diego, speaking <laughs> of San Diego, my friend. So there was a time we were at a Bears game in yeah. San Diego. That's right, Jack Murphy Stadium. I think it was called right. Check uh, it may Check have been the new stadium back then, but no, no, no. This, it, this just came up on my Facebook reminder, by the way. <laughs> I figured it did. So we were having a good old time. The problem was is you weren't allowed any glass bottles in the stadium confines, meaning if you're parked out there tailgating, you couldn't have glass. Oh. Well, nobody seemed to tell the people that were out of town that little thing. Well, I take that back. We saw the sign as we were driving in. We just, we just. <laughs> chose to ignore it like eh, you know they're not going to do anything yeah but by then it's too late that's right you already have glass bottles in your cooler what are you going to do you know obviously the smart thing would be to pour it in a red solo cup that would have been very smart 
But we didn't have any red Solo cups. We didn't have any red Solo cups. All we had was the glass bottles for which the bear was in. And what 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 was it? What were you doing? I think you were. I was standing there watching some girls on top of a back of a truck singing and dancing. Oh. And uh, yeah, a little car drove by, and that little car had little red and blue lights on the top of it, and little officers inside with little holsters and guns and little badges, and they got out and they said, "Hey, what you got there in your hand?" And of course, I tried to hide it, <laughs> so I got nothing. And uh, that was a very expensive trip, but it was that a ticket alone. I think was about three hundred twenty-five dollars. But it was a Bears win. It, the Bears did win. I did see an old friend from high school. Um, and so that was kind of cool. If you remember, we tailgated right next to those guys that were also from Illinois. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which was, which was kind of cool, but it was still a $325 additional charge for the old T dog. Are you kidding me? Oh, it wasn't scary. It should have been. Holy testicle (laughs) Tuesday. That's what it should have been. That sucked. But thanks for bringing that up. You open up old wounds and (laughs) pain. Well, I'm I'm trying to bring up and talk about, you know, Bears victories. Uh, They're hard to come by these days. (laughs) I I mean, the five that we currently have, um, honestly, are we shouldn't have. So I just, you know, I just want to reminisce a little bit. But anyways, L.A. Chargers, I like the quarterback. I feel like they had an opportunity to win the game. They did not. That's okay because my Las Vegas Raiders uh, won the game. And so they end up, what are they, 5-3? and three. They have the same record as the Bears before today. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in that. You know, it was funny. I was watching uh, the Bears game today. And they were saying that Chicago, even at five and three at the time, wouldn't even make the playoffs in the current situation. Because right. Of, even with the extra team. Even with the extra team. If you can believe that. There's a lot Maybe of good thinking, teams out there then, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, then, well, there's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of bad teams. I mean, it's it's kind of where the, the state of affairs in the NFC, but. Yeah, I heard that little tidbit as well, and that's just that's just a sad thing when you think about it because you would think that with the way the Bears' defense, especially the way the defense played today, and I know we're going to get into it. We're kind of just spitballing right now, but the way the defense played today, it, it kind of reminds me, um, you know, of some of the previous seasons we've had to, to deal with when it comes to uh, the Chicago Bears, you know, where they give you that, that defense um, – that you come every Sunday, you want to see the Bears uh, play that defense, but you know you're going to have an offense that's just not very good. I mean, you think back at some of the some of the uh, Lovey Smith coached years, where he just seemed to always have that really good D on the field, yeah. But we couldn't have the offense to match, and then we finally get an offense, um, you know, an offense that plays really, really well, and then the defense takes a crap and goes down the tubes. It's like it, we just can never have not been able to – the last time we were able to put it together in one full season was the Super Bowl season in 2006. That was the last time we had an offense and a defense, I think, finish in the top ten. As a matter of fact, I think they finished – and it wasn't the – not the – not the. Um, I don't think the defense was number one that year. Um, but they were a really good defense. They were good and, defense, uh, but they got to the Super Bowl not 
defensively. I mean, they could. No, have. I mean, I, and I, I take the back. I, we weren't a top ten. We were at least middle of the road offense. We were probably somewhere in the middle of the pack, maybe in the fourteen to sixteen range. But we were the number one scoring team because of all the points the defense would put on oh, the board. Yeah. If you remember, they returned interceptions, touchdowns, and everything. But that was the. But you remember early on in that season, Rex Grossman was throwing the ball all over the place, throwing long touchdowns. Um, Bernard Berrien was hauling in those long touchdowns that year. So the offense was clicking in the in the early part of that year under Grossman. And you had Thomas Jones who was The offense really, really was well. clicking? The offense was clicking really? early on. Absolutely. You go back God, and look at that re- 7-0 start. Up until the Arizona game, when we went into that Arizona game, that was the offense was playing really good up until that game. I mean, we scored like 41 points or something against the Bills that year. That, and, that Arizona game? That Arizona game, uh, yeah, yeah, the, Arizona the Bears game, you are who we thought they were. Yes, and that's why we yep. took the damn field. Okay, just making sure. But here's the one. But here's the thing: wasn't that one? The Bears were losing to the Niners that year, and then that's where they had the Mike Brown interception nope. or pick. No, was you're that? going. You're going. You got to go a little going? further back for that. Yeah, that's back in 2000, and that's like 2001. Really, I thought. Um, I thought. Yeah, see, the thing is, I was living. I was living in Vegas, and I remember driving home. Man, I remember that game. I mean, barely remember that. It was game. Ba- it was back to back games. It was against the Browns and the Niners that Mike Brown had yeah. a game winning touchdown. That's I mean, another. That was, that was the year they went. That was the year they went thirteen and three, and they lost in the divisional playoffs. Um, I think they, lo- they either lost to the Panthers or the Eagles that year. I can't remember for sure, but nonetheless, that was under Dick Duran. <laughs> was I think that, that was Erlock. Was that two thousand and one? That was two thousand and one. That was two thousand and one. Yes. That, so that was the we went to that. We were supposed to go to that September eleventh game in two thousand. That's right against the Jaguars. Against uh, the, the Jaguars. Yep that 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 Sunday game against the Jaguars, and which was postponed then to I believe January third. Which this is crazy because I can't remember, you know, what my wife told me to do an hour ago, but I can remember what we did on January third, two thousand and oh, yeah. two thousand and two, yeah. because that's when the game was rescheduled till. But yeah, we had tickets for that game, ended up going to that game. Um now I don't know now that game was a good now I love how we're talking about some fun Bears wins, because today was not a fun bear win. We're gonna get to the game, podcast listeners, we promise. Yeah. But you this is more fun until we get yeah. to the debacle that was the Bears game today. But, um, yeah, that game, if you remember that long touchdown, that interception return, oh, yeah. we had really good seats that game. We were down, like, fourth row, I want to say maybe around 10-yard line on the east end of the stadium, right where he was running back that the defensive lineman, what was his name? It wasn't Ted Washington. It was, it was the other big one. It was the other big guy. I just don't I, remember because I see him running right now, and he he's holding the football like he like a loaf like a, uh, Jerry was holding the loaf of bread in the Seinfeld. He, I mean, he just oh, it was it was brutal. But what was so funny is the, the only thing I remember at that point was you just saying, "Run, you fat blah blah blah, <laughs> run, oh, <yeah. laughs> like go." Yep. 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 Uh, that was crazy. And if you remember, that was for a first-round buy. That was for the Bears to have a first-round buy. And, and we were screaming, you know, what are you doing next week? 
I'm sleeping in. I'm sleeping in. Exactly uh, yeah. right. Because we didn't have to get up and watch football the following Sunday. That's so, right. yeah. I, we, mean, we, I the, thought we ended up playing Philly then. That was the. We that played. may have been the loss to Philly. We lost in the divisional round. It probably was, um, you know, Donovan McNabb in that game. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough. You know, 2005, we also. That was the. Excuse me. We lost. That, that was the game we lost to the Panthers in 2005. Yeah. Um, I want to say that was against Jake Delholm and Steve Smith. and Yeah, no, you're right. That it was a tough loss. And then before we finally got over the hump by winning the, you know, in 2006, well, beating the Seahawks yeah, yep, and yep. the Saints, that was also a fun year because that year I went to that Seahawks game. Okay, I did not. I went to that Seahawks game, and towards the end of that first half, I'm like, I've got to go to the restroom. All right, we're going to get a little personal here, Ron. I'm like, I've got to go. I'm how many beers into this? i got to go get something to get some of this beer out of me. That's yeah, late in this first half. Nothing's going to happen. I go, I get into the bathroom and you've been to a bears game plenty of times. You know, the speakers are in there and you can hear the yeah. uh, Jeff Joniak call. And that's the big long pass play from Grossman to Barry. And at the end of the first half for a touchdown. And I came running out of that bathroom pants around my ankles, <laughs> pulling it up, trying to get out there to get and see the ending of the play and go up and celebrate with my buds. I'm sure I was there with Steve and, Maybe even Chuck. I can't remember who else was there, but what a what a just an amazing game. And then the week after that for the Saints game, I was in Vegas. We came yes. out there and we were on a Vegas weekend and we watched the Bears beat the Saints yep. to make it to um, make it to the Super Bowl. And of course, we all know how that turned out. It started the first thirteen yeah, was, seconds of that game. Great, were amazing. It was absolutely yeah. great. Actually, the first. First, what six, eight, seven minutes? I mean, you had the interception shortly after that, and uh, you know we thought we it looked really good for us, but then the real Rex Grossman stood up and yeah. So for your Chicago fans out there, I want you to hit us up at MM Couch Potatoes, either Facebook page or um, Twitter uh, MM Couch Potatoes, because we I want to know what you guys thought about them playing Grossman as the quarterback for the Super Bowl in 2006, 2005, 2006 season versus Kyle Ortman, Ortman, Ort, Orton, 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 who I felt personally me, I felt he should have been there. He got he got 10 wins for the Chicago Bears that year. And you can't discount that. And to me, he was the he was the quarterback that should have started the Super Bowl and I don't I know you can go and you can argue the fact that, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't lose your starting position to injury. But there's, you know, since that time, there's been a lot of injuries happening where starters have lost their starting positions because of injury and probably shouldn't have their and, and, and did not come back. They most likely were traded away, most of these quarterbacks. Um, my feeling was is that they should have kept. Uh, or Ortman Ortman? Why am I saying Ort- that all wrong? Orton. It's Kyle Orton. Orton. O-R-T-O-N. O-N or E-N yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's no M in there. You keep saying Ortman. Okay, so there's no M, all right? And you're, you're obviously talking about the 2005 season, which is Correct, when, 2005, yeah, 2006. Yeah, when Grossman got hurt, yeah, and, and or, Ortman. Or, Orton. No, Orton. <laughs> Thank know, you. Kyle Orton. If you're Ortman, out there, hit us up. Yeah, yeah, or you know, send us an email, uh, folks. Uh, you can send it at info at 
mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com and let us know what you think. I'm curious to hear from the 10 people that are listening right now <laughs> what what their thoughts were on the 2005-2006 Chicago Bears Super Bowl loss. Should they have played Grossman, which they did, or Kyle Orton, which they did not? They didn't even put him in, dude. Right? No, no, but I mean, you know, Grossman, I he played all... I want to say he played all 16 games that year. He threw for over 3,000 yards. Uh, you know, Grossman? It, yes. Nope. In 2006, the Super Bowl season, yes. No yes. way. He was injured. No, he was injured in 2005. That's when Orton Cor- came in and led them to the playoffs. To the playoffs. In 2006, when they went to the Super Bowl, uh, Grossman started all 16 games. No, I don't believe you. Uh, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Uh, Grossman started all 16 games. He threw for over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, but he was obviously turnover prone. He threw 20 picks. Um, I'm sure he fumbled the ball probably at least half a dozen times. So it was a combination of the Bears getting off to a really fast start. Again, I want to think, I think they started 6-0 going into that Cardinals game before coming back and winning an amazing game to go to like 7-0. They lost to the Dolphins that year. I think they lost to the Patriots as well. Um, and I believe their third loss was against the Packers, but they went 13 and three and it it was really a phenomenal defense. The rookie Devin Hester doing what he did. Remember those two kick returns against the Rams? Yeah. So, so it was all those things and Rex Grossman, they, they were able to kind of weather most of the damage that he was doing in the second half of that season, because he did have a lot of problems turning over the football. Um, so Kyle Orton, Orton was on the bears that year. However, uh, Grossman, they just, you remember what he used to say, Rex is our quarterback, you know, I mean, that's what lovey was all, all over Rex. We're going to get off the bus running. You know, they rode Thomas Jones hard that season. Um, and he did really well. I mean, that was one of the best seasons he's had in his career. Not the best, but nonetheless, I'm not a fan. So speaking of that, I mean, because because Grossman used to throw off his back foot a lot, didn't he? Oh yeah. So what I what I notice about today's Bears game and previous Bears games this year is how quickly, um, how quickly our quarterback is currently throwing off his back foot quite a bit. Now you made a point that he's being rushed or people are chasing him down or whatever. I just feel like he's just, he's just too quick. He's just, he, he can't, cannot, cannot get him his feet set to throw that ball properly. I don't think anybody's ever said Nick Foles is quick, by the way. He can't, he looks like no. he's running with cement shoes. Sure. I'm not saying he's too quick as a runner. I'm saying he's too quick. He's not setting his feet fast enough meaning he's too fast he takes a three three step drop back and it's like two and a half because he hasn't fully stepped back to make the throw forward you know what i mean yeah no i hear you but but dude their offensive line i mean i know yeah keep going back to this we went to it last week we went to it the week before they've had like eight games eight different offensive line combinations with everybody that's gone down um, on injury. I mean, this week you got 
who was it? Arlington Hambright, I think is his name, making his NFL debut at, at left guard. He's a, he was a seventh round draft pick this year for the bears. He's a rookie. Um, actually that his pick was one of the, the picks we got from the Khalil Mack trade, interestingly enough. Um, but you've got Alex Bars at center, unrestricted free agent. Has played a total of twelve games in his career, so you got him playing twelve games. You got Hambrick in his first game. You got Rashad Coward, un- unrestricted free agent and right tackle. He used to be a defensive lineman, for crying out loud. Yeah. And then, and then you got you know Charles Len- Leno Jr. Here's a guy. Yes, he was a seventh round pick. He's made eighty four starts in his career. I think uh, eighty five with today's game, perhaps. But the, it's a patchwork offensive line, and. One of the things, and this is where I'm, I've, I've grown increasingly frustrated with Matt Nagy and his play calling. You know, oftentimes you hear, oftentimes you hear, um, you know, them I'm, say, no, coach, no. Oftentimes you hear. I'm going to tell you what you hear. Cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is needs to be straight cash because Nagy's getting paid a lot of money to coach this football team. And Ron, what he's doing, he's what he's not doing in my opinion is he's not coaching to the weaknesses that he's up against right now. You see him continuously try to run the football up the middle and the guards, the guard play today of Jermaine Effetti. Now I know this guy's a first round draft pick. I believe it was the Seahawks who took him in the first round. Mm-hmm. They didn't pick up his fifth year option for a good reason. He led the NFL in penalties, I believe, uh, one or two years he's been, you know, of the two of the time he's been in the league. And there were at least two plays where I saw him put his head down and basically fall forward. Well, if your head is down, you're not looking at what's in front of you. And these defensive linemen just ran right around him. Yeah. Hambright did the same thing. It's, it's mind boggling when you see what some of these guys are doing. They're just, it's the offensive line is atrocious. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal, dude. But still, I mean, was it atrocious in week three, week four? I mean, super. I mean, now it is. But it, yes, actually, I wasn't overly excited about the Chicago Bears' offensive line from day one. I do like Cody White here. I think he's a very good center. Um, he's sorely missed by the Bears. Um, but at the end of the day, these the the tackles are brutal. I mean, you just watch the way they come off the ball on a pass play, and it almost looks like, I mean, you know, Leno and, and you know, now Coward, it was Spriggs, is, you know, he, he was hurt. Um, yeah, I forgot what his first name is, Jason Spriggs. He had Sam Mustafer. He's also hurt. Yeah. You have all these guys getting hurt on the offensive line, but these guys come, it almost looks like the way they're doing it, though. I mean, these guys with their, their hands going back and forth, they just – look like they're struggling to figure out what they're doing. Now, granted, I get it. You know, these offensive lines that are the tops in the NFL, they're playing together game in and game out. They're, they're, they understand each other's nuances and the different things they do. And, uh, you know, they, they have good communication and they, they know how to play off of each other. But at the same time, the Bears are not doing any of that. No. They're not getting any help from the tight end position. They're not getting any help from the backfield when it comes to blocking. And, yeah, Foles does have to throw off his back foot, number one, because he's not fast, he's not quick, and he's got just seconds to throw that football. Now, what can you do as a coach to try to do to work around some of that? Well, you got to figure out what those weaknesses are and figure out a way to work through them. 
move the pocket. I know Foles isn't a very mobile quarterback, but you still got to move that pocket, get him outside, try some of those things. They did have a couple of plays today, which were interesting that they ran. But at the end of the day, every time they started to finally get a flicker of hope, LV, a flicker, a penalty or a horrible play or poor execution took all the momentum away. I mean, it's just, it was driving me crazy. Really? Well, driving. I'm telling you, speaking of driving, this is a perfect time to bring in the smack wagon because we, I'm pretty sure T-Dog has something to say. Let's hear it. Well, how can we not have Matt Nagy get run over this week by the smack wagon? I mean, he says there's a not, he said after the game that there's a lot going on right now and you need to score points when it counts. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think everybody could agree with that. Yeah. But the but the problem that I see is is he has been brought in here to be this like offensive genius. Right? To come in and be all exciting and all these crazy gadget plays and the different things to kind of get teams guessing and not understanding. Well, guess what? He was able to do a lot of that in his first his first year here. Led the Bears to a, a great record into a playoffs uh, into the playoffs. But what has he done the last couple of years? The Bears are near dead last in offensive efficiency across the board, yards, points, you name it. Yep. They can't move the football. Yes, he's dealt with a lot of injuries, but that's what really good coaches do. They figure out a way to work through those things, plug where they need to plug, do whatever they need to do in the coaching, and he just – I get it. Things are changing on him, and he can't get things moved around. But he's back there calling these plays, Ron. And some of the plays, it just has you scratching your head. You're thinking, what is he doing here? Why are you calling that play in that situation? It And, I, you know, there's a lot of calls for him not to be calling the plays on this team. We'll, I'll get into that in a second. But it, but seriously, he's he has to do something different. Okay, He says he's doing all these things in practice, and we're figuring this out, figuring that out. Well, the one thing, the one thing that he has not done yet is given up play calling duties. And maybe that's what he needs to do. Mm. Okay. Maybe that, and I'll tell you what, that is why Matt Nagy is getting run over today by the smack wagon for me. I, that's why I'm telling him. Wow. Yeah. Don't even haunt the horn. Just, just, wow. just run him down. You don't even haunt the horn. Jeez. I mean, don't even give him fair warning. Well, and here's, just the, run this him is over. what makes it, this is what makes it so hard though, Ron, or makes, it makes me nervous about this thing is yeah, there's, there's, we've had gone through a couple of weeks now of people asking for him to give up play calling. And, you know, give Bill Lazor a chance. This, Bill Lazor is not the second coming of, of George Seifert. You know, I mean, this this guy is, you look at his, where he's been and what he's done in the league. He was the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati, for the Cincinnati Bengals for a couple of seasons there where they finished near the bottom um, before he was fired. Same with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins, he was fired, I think, after after a season and a half as an offensive coordinator for the Dolphins at the end of the bottom of the NFL standings. So the question is, does he put him in, does, does he bring laser in because he knows he's so bad that he can never give up his call playing because he can't just dump it off to the guy that's been fired multiple times for offensive court, uh, be an offensive coordinator. Can you? Well, I, maybe he can, maybe he dumps it off on laser and, and, you know, I mean, in, Bill Lazor started off it with in a pretty good coaching tree. Joe Gibbs, uh, he was under, I believe, Joe Gibbs and Mike. I believe he was with Mike Holgram as well at at, at one point um, when uh, Holgram was with the Seahawks. 
So he's had, you know, some really, really uh, good coaches that he's been under. But his tenure as an offensive coordinator has not been impressive. So it's not like we've got this great OC in the waiting. Sure. And it's going to save the season. And I think that's probably, maybe that's what Nagy's thinking. And I know a lot of people are saying, give up the play calling. And I'm one of them that, but really I'm doing it because we just need to do something different. Heck, have the QB coach, Filippo, have him call the plays. Give him a chance to do something. But right now, Nagy just doesn't seem to have it. No. And you're, you say you've done everything so far. Well, that's the one thing you haven't done. And they've got one game now in the next three weeks. Because they play well, close to three weeks as far as days go. I mean, they play the the Vikings on Monday night, and then they got the bye week. You got time to get some things figured out with your offense, get some guys healthy, and make us a run there at the end. Because right now, you're staring at 500 going into the last six games of the season, and sitting at five and four, you're not even in the or five and three, they weren't even in the playoff line. Yeah, how do you think you're going to feel sitting at 500 going into that last? And you still have to play the Packers twice. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for the Bears. I mean, we've we've dealt with their ups and downs throughout the years, but you know, Nagy first year, I think everybody is pretty much um, enjoying themselves, having a great time. It was a great season. You know, we a lot of hype on him. You know, I think we felt pretty good about first season, but going into second, I, I definitely did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going into second season. With the inconsistencies, the mistakes that consistently make that he makes, uh, not kicking field goals, letting the time run out, like that's that's rookie ball, baby. That's mm-hmm. rookie ball. I mean, I think I think the T Dog can do better than that as a head oh, coach. I, let's not let's not get crazy now. Yeah, baby. Um, but you know what? He had so Nagy. It feels like we're wasting. We're wasting a great defense right now. I mean, you had the number three defense in the NFL three years ago, number eight last year. They were number 12, I think, coming into today's game. So they're progressively getting a little worse, but part of that is because they're getting so worn out Yeah. towards the end of these games. I mean, you look at it, it was kind of a bend-not break. I mean, the defense, at least there is some good we can talk about today, Ron. The defense actually played really, really well. They played as good as they're supposed to play. Roquan Smith, this guy is quietly having a a Pro Bowl season. Yeah, I mean he the, the first round pick of the Chicago Bears, just a a a really really good season, and he had another great game today. I think he had something like thirteen tackles or fifteen tackles or something like that. He's all over the field. Yeah, he's doing a great job in in pass defense. Yeah, we didn't see a lot of Khalil Mack today, but we did have you know uh, some other really good. They did a great job against the run. Look what they did against Derrick Henry. Yeah. What did he I mean, do? these guys rushed for over 200 yards last week, and Henry, I think, had, you know, he had a chunk of run, a uh, chunk of yardage on one play towards the end of the game there. But I think he only had 70 yards or something in the game. He averaged just over three yards per carry. And again, most of that was on a 26-yard jaunt that he had late in the game. Um, but they came in and they were determined to shut down the run, and they did that. Yeah, but, uh, Henry had uh, 21 for 68. Yeah, and look that's, what look at the Bears. That's pretty 2. impressive. Two point eight yards per carry, fifty six yards on twenty carries. Are you kidding me? Come on, come on. Well, what's frustrating with the Bears too is you're 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 driving down, you're going fourth and one because you know you got to score, and you get a offensive penalty, pushes Ugh. you back. You know, five. The number yards. one penalized team in the NFL, by the way. Oh yeah, not sure if you knew that. So you you 
then go, you try to go for it on fourth and six and you get another penalty. Literally, it, it, we're going backwards, man. It, this makes no sense to me. And and there's no fix, guys. There's no fix. I don't think there's an opportunity for the head coach to fix something. I don't think putting somebody else in to make the calls is going to work. You know, you say, all right, well, maybe maybe it's fulls. Maybe it is. That's great. But we don't have a second quarterback to try or to flip out like Trubisky. Obviously, people were calling him Trubisky. What is it they call him? Tr- Trash Bisky. Trash Bisky. But the reality of it is. I didn't call him that. The reality of it is, even if you wanted to put him in, you couldn't. Because you, you used him in a, you thought, what, you thought he was Hill from the Saints? And you put him into one play after not playing him for like three games? And he gets hurt. One carry, three yards. And a shoulder injury, which he was out sure. for today's game. I don't even who who was our backup today. Nobody, Johnny. Nobody. That's that's who our backup I was. I believe it would have been Bray. Would have been the uh, backup quarterback today. So he was eleva- he was uh, elevated to the fifty three band roster. So yeah. So the reality yeah. of it is, even if you felt like it was a quarterback issue, which we know it's really not a quarterback issue because we know the offensive line is just ferocious. Well, I think it's it's not a quarterback issue. It's an, it, Yes, it's an offensive line. We have problems there. But there are designs in the offense that are flawed as well. The type of rushing offense that he's running right now, they, they need to switch more to – I think we even touched on it last week because Chuck sent me a text on that about their zone run offense. Or they need to be running the zone where those cutback lanes are, are created uh, by the defense kind of overcommitting to, to the, the actual – um, holes or the gaps. Yeah. Right. So let the running, let David Montgomery and, and Cordell pa- Cordero Patterson kind of get out there and read in, in where they need to break versus trying to run up the middle with those two guards. It's just not working. No, you it's, know, run, yeah. run that zone rush offense. And I, it's, that's where I think that, that's where they need to start looking yeah. at some of those changes. And then, They've got a little overweight to get ready for Minnesota to do that. And then you can work on your run pass options. Which mm-hmm. we don't do because we. Well, you're not going to do that with Foles anyway. I mean, he's not. I just don't see him doing that with with Foles. Well, I'm just... I'm just saying, like you know, people, the, the, we shut down our running game way too soon. Number one and number two, why is it the fourth quarter? I understand that we're behind in every fourth quarter that we've been in for every game, but how is it that we can score 21 points in the fourth quarter, but we can't score any points one, two, or three? Well, part of that is what the defense has given you. I mean, you start when you've got a lead, the defense start playing that prevent. You start getting that that marshmallow time in the second half and in the fourth quarter, and that's when you're able to dink and dunk because the defense is going to give you that cushion. They don't care. You can dink and dunk is all. What are you doing? You're just knocking that clock down, which is your enemy at that point. So they're going to give you the five six yard pass plays, give you a couple two three first downs or whatever, and then they're going to tighten it up, and you're going to be what you're going to be kicking a field goal or attempting one. I mean, it's just, or turning the ball over, yeah. right? I mean, that backbreaker Montgomery, that short pass trying to make a play. And then he coughs up the football there towards the end. Yeah. I, you know, just those types of things happen. You know, players are trying to make, we, I mean, the other thing, Ron is we're also not, I other, you look at, we talked about separation before mm-hmm. Anthony Miller, you know, I, I was high on this kid before. He's not a very good route runner. 
they don't create separation. I see that a lot. We keep seeing it week after week. That's something else I think they need to work on um, here going into the Monday night game and then uh, in the off season, yeah. or rather in the uh, bye week. Yeah, I'm, I'm already on the off season. <laughs> wow. Well, I, th- I would be on the off season too, the way they've been playing. It's been brutal to see. I mean, high hopes, five and two, I think is where we were. I don't think we were five and one, right? Were we ever five and one? We were. We were five and one. We've lost three in a row. And if you remember, Ron, this is that stage in the schedule where I said these three games yeah. are what's going to define the Chicago Bears because the second half of the season, the only team with a winning record they play, you know, down the stretch is the Packers. Now, granted, they got to play them twice, but. So they, whatever they could do in these three games, I said, even if we came out of this this three this three game stretch with at least one win, yeah. well, it would put us in a pretty good position to go down the stretch. But now we're zero and three here. I don't even know if we're going to beat the Vikings on Monday night. That's going to be a tough call, considering that they're starting to play better football. Chris uh, Cousins is starting to not turn the ball over every other down, oh, dude. And so I don't know. We'll see. That running back for for the Minnesota dude, he's a beast. Hit two hundred oh, yeah. yards, I think, today. I had over 200 yards today. Yeah, that's we're going to have to deal with that. I mean, we did it today against Derrick Henry, but there's another. You know, we're going to have to do that against the Vikings. And ugh. Mon- Monday night. Well, it's in Chicago. Well, we well Chicago did end uh, today with what 21 points, 24 points. No, it was 20. It was 24 no, 20. to 17. Was the final? Oh, that's right, 17. They got 17 points there in the fourth quarter, and basically garbage time. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just garbage time there towards the end. I'm just sick. Of, you know what I'm sick of is three and out, three and out, three and out. Like it's, it just seems like that's been our – why change the Bears to the three and out team? Well, if you can't run the football, that's what's going to happen. If you're if you're constantly in second and nine, third and eight, that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, you've got you've to stay ahead of the sticks. You've got to – these running plays have got to start generating more than a two to three yard gain. I mean, he averaged under three yards yeah. per game uh, or per carry again today. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is not a quarterback that's going to beat you for the most part. I mean, he only had 158 yards, but he threw for two touchdowns and he threw one of those touchdowns was for like 40 yards. Plus we can't even, we can't even make five yard throws, which is crazy. Well, and the sad thing is, is everything that the Titans, that we had an advantage coming into this game. You know, the Titans were the worst team, I believe, in the NFL in third down efficiency on the defensive side of the ball. We were 2 of 15. The Titans were struggling on the defensive front over the last several games. They were all over Nick Foles. I mean, we made them look better in the areas that they have really been hurting lately, and that's exactly what got us. I mean, it's... Every, every aspect there, you, you just look at it. The beginning of the game, it kind of felt like, okay, this is one of those games that's going to come down. It's going to be like a 13-10, to 10, and the Bears are going to bend not break defense at the end and hold on. It, it had that feel early on. And then the penalties started rolling in. And then the two-yard runs, you know, a yard and a yeah. cloud of dust from Montgomery started rolling in. It's just like, oh, boy, here we go. Because um, we were holding the Titans there in the early going, I think, Heck, I think Tannehill started 0 for 4 uh, yeah. at the beginning of the game. So why do we – I now I missed the beginning of the Bears game, but why why did we have a turnover on downs in the first quarter? Like it was just not – Just going for it deep in the uh, – you know, we were in there 
territory, but not deep enough for a field goal. I mean, that you'll see that. I mean, I, I don't have a problem going on in it, going for it on fourth down. The problem I have is why do you not quarterback sneak? Do the bears no longer have a quarterback sneak play in their playbook? Did, did somebody accidentally, you know, spill coffee on it and stain Matt Nagy's playbook and he can't see <laughs> the quarterback sneak. I mean, why, why can't it's, it's half a yard. And, and that's on I the mean, opening drive. That's on the he fakes the pitch and then hands it off. So you're, you're trying to do a play that's, that's going to take a, a, too much time to develop. Yeah. It's just, that's what I'm talking I about. I just the feel like, calling. yeah, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It, it makes, it makes no sense. Got, got me choking on my own rage here. Well, that's the same. It was the first, it's the first drive of the game and we do a turnover on downs. Then the next is punt. Then we punt again. Then we punt again. Then we punt, punt, and a half. I'm happy I missed the first half of that game. I mean, really, because well, I would just what be you missed quite though, upset. is you missed a phenomenal game by Pat O'Donnell. I mean, our punter was just amazing in that first half, Ron. He averaged nearly 50 yards per punt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> One touchback, two inside the 20. Give him the MVP of the Bears. Man. All right. I can't. I. I I'll tell you what. We'll we'll talk a little bit about them for next week's game. But I mean, it. it we all. It, I know our listeners watch the game probably just as much disgust as you and I did. Yeah. Uh, and and but again, there were some good good shining points. I mean, Allen Robinson. I, yeah. He's, as much as he's, he's covered, stud, he dude. catches the football when it's thrown to him. I think he had seven catches today for you know eighty something yards, and nearly all of them were contested. Yeah, seven for eighty-one. Right, um, but you've got some good plays on the defensive side of the football. Roquan Smith, again, like I mentioned, he didn't have he had eleven tackles today. He also had a sack. Uh, Marietta, Mario Edwards Jr., another great good defensive line, lineman for the Bears. Uh, Brent Durbin had a good game as well today. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was some good. The defense played really well. The offense, not so much. I, I can't say it. nope. Well. Going from one crappy game, let's talk about another crappy game because we are about the triangulation of oh, location. Triangulation. So you're talking about Dallas, Garen Gilbert. You, you're going to remember that that name, right, Garrett Gilbert? I will because he'll probably be starting next week too. You know, and he should because he actually played pretty well today. Uh, yeah. You know, they they. They brought him in uh, because Ben DiNucci just wasn't going to cut, cut oh it. Oh, my God. I think he Cooper Rush, did you I wa- believe, down here. Did you watch? I mean, you watched that game last week. Yeah. It was, br- yeah. It was brutal, oh, yeah. dude. Brutal. Yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, they didn't They didn't throw the deep pass, I think, once. I mean, they they were pretty much trying to run the football. And and as I said last week, that's one of the – Ezekiel Elliott, he is – something's in his guy's head. Because he just he's not he's not he's missing his explosiveness. He's tightening up after first contact. Co- contact. He just can't seem to run the football, you, and that's what they really need right now. Did you say Ezekiel? Contact. You meant what's that? Did you say Ezekiel? E- what Ezekiel? It's Ezekiel. What? Whatever. Whatever. Well, who do, who is Ezekiel? Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard had a better game for the Cowboys today. Jesus, Ezekiel, and that's, my friend. And as far as I'm concerned, he deserves to get more of the touches than than Ezekiel or Ezekiel or Who? whatever. Ezekiel, really? <laughs> I've never heard anybody named. Hey, man, I'm Ezekiel. 
Zeke. Whatever. You kidding me? Whatever. Give Pollard more chance. Give him more playing time. He had a good game today. Uh, you know, but yeah, surprisingly, Gilbert, nine for fifty-seven. Yeah. Geez, average yeah. is six. Ezekiel, yeah, Gil- eighteen, but they really didn't run it that much. Huh? Eighteen for fifty-one. I mean, Steelers' defense is pretty potent. Well, and the Steelers did did have a good control offensively that game. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt uh, late in the game there, kind of a little bit of a knee injury, but or late in the first half, I think it was, but still, right after that, he threw a touchdown pass. Got him some momentum going into the first, you know, coming out of that first half. The one thing, probably the biggest takeaway I would take from this, though, Ron, the Cowboys today, is the defense definitely played a lot better against, you know, well, the, I mean, the Steelers were undefeated coming in. Yeah. Um, and so they did really well against the run today. They were all over the defensive front. The, the Cowboys were really winning it on the front, on the uh, in the trenches today. Um, Jalen Smith had a really good game. Uh, Alden Smith had a really good game. Uh, so overall, I yeah. think the defense played really well. Gilbert held his own. He think he turned the ball over only once, but you needed Elliott to pick it up today. And that didn't really happen in my opinion. No, it didn't. I mean, listen for first time ever playing, this is your first game. I mean, 21 of 38 for two forty three. Mm-hmm. touchdown and a pick. That's not terrible. I mean, honestly, if he was put in last week's game, he probably would have won. He would probably would have won that game. Cowboys, I would think so. Yeah, would have at least yeah. been in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big, he's a big kid. He's tall. So the, yeah, I mean, so the Cowboys didn't win it, but they played a lot better and have reason to have a little bit of optimism, optimism coming out of this, especially in that division that is the NFL NFC least we'll call them. Um, I think uh, I saw something today where they have as many wins or almost as many wins as the Steelers, the entire division. So what's that tell you? it's a brutal division, dude. But anyway, that's the Cowboys. Not much else I could say. The defense played well. Um, you know, maybe they have found their quarterback until Dalton can get clear uh, concussion protocol. And I'm sure he'll be back in there. And if Elliott can get out, gets whatever it is in his head that's keeping him from worrying about fumbling the football, then they should hopefully start getting back in the that that NFC East race. So there you go. Well, we've got uh, we've got our picks. We got to talk about our picks, my friend. Uh, let's get a little music in the background here. We've got a little. There Are we, we gonna go. Talk about this week's picks. Yeah, we got to talk about last week's picks and. This week's picks, right? So last week's picks, uh, overall, the T-Dog took me down last week. He ended up doing, doing, what did he end up doing? Oh, eight and six. And um, old LV won six and eight, but he was locked. Lock of the week for the Chiefs last week was good. And his upset of the week, Bengals over the Titans, was actually a good, good pick. Coming into this week, though, my friends, I'm having a little bit of a comeback. Uh, I think we said I was nine and very th- little nine and three. I think it was. Yeah. Now, right, right now, right now, it all comes down to tomorrow's game. Because if 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 the Jets win, then overall we're sixteen and twelve coming in for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know. But if the where's if Tampa? The win, I'll be up by one. <laughs> we both picked Tampa this week. 
So we both yeah, picked we, Tampa. Which we lost. They they got smoked. That <laughs> game's final. Oh, it is final. Jeez, that yeah, was quick. Yeah, 38 to 3. Uh, it's, that was, it's, a, it's brutal. So, folks, listen up for next week's picks. We're going to talk about next week's picks now. But uh, Monday night for tonight is going to be Jets at hey. Patriots. Patriots. I've got Jets the at. Patriots at the Jets. I've got the mm-hmm. Jets getting their first win of the year. I cannot wait. And the T-Dog for my upset of the week. And the T-Dog's got the Patriots. So it's going to be I told you that the, this is a, that's a pretty good upset pick. Uh, I think the Jets have a chance, but I, I also said that I think this is where Belichick, this is a Monday night game. Belichick is not going to lose to Adam Googly Eyes Gase on Monday night football. Googly Eyes Gase. Mm-hmm. All right, Googly Eye. All right, so this uh, next week for this Thursday, Colts at Tennessee. Colts at Tennessee. Well, this is going to be power versus power, right? Can the Colts' number one rush defense contain the league's number two rushing attack and their top rusher, Derrick Henry? We just saw that happen today. We saw the Bears control him much of the game, thanks to great play up front by, we mentioned Smith and Akeem Hicks. Um, So, you know, can Darius Leonard and the rest of that talented Colts defense replicate that success? I think they can and I think Philip Rivers elevates his game against a very porous Titans pass defense, Ron. I'm going to take the Colts on the road and beat the Titans, who are coming off this monstrous high of beating our beloved Bears. Well, this is how I feel about Actually, it. Actually, I changed my mind. I'm going to take Tennessee. <laughs> Put me down for the Titans. What? You're changing your mind? Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I, I, I think they're going to come off this win. And, and Yeah, so put me down for the Titans. Wow. I'm going to wishy-washy. I... Obviously, because I was going to say Tennessee must feel great beating the five and three Bears at the time. I mean, five and three Bears, dude. That's solid wins that the Bears had. And Tennessee came. Uh-huh. Tennessee didn't come in. They Bears came into Tennessee. Tennessee took it to the house, baby. Took it to the house. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with the Colts. I mean, Titans, because that's who I wanted to begin with. Because I feel that. I feel that. Tennessee's ah, man. I almost feel like ah, the Colts just didn't play well, man. It's either Rivers or Tannehill. That's a tough call, but I'm going to go with the Titans. Eagles at the Giants, folks. What do you got there, T? Well, I'm going to tip to the Eagles in this one as they have that extra week to prep for this game, which hopefully means Carson Wentz will have had enough practice throwing to his own team and won't add his league-leading interception total. I mean, what happened? What has happened to Carson Wentz? I mean, he was – a couple of years ago, he seemed like he was going to be the one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL going forward, and it's just – he's it's a mess. Um, the Giants' two wins this season have come at the hands of the Washington football team or the artist formerly, formerly known as the Redskins. And with, with Dallas's quarterback woes that we just went through, yeah. um, I think the Eagles are going to realize how big this game is coming down – and coming out of their bye week. I mean, a win here moves them back to, I think, a 4-4-1 and one mark and puts them in a driver's seat of winning a, a very winnable, albeit horrible, division. I guess we'll call them the king of the pigs when it's all said and done there, Ron, right? King of the pigs. Yeah, because that's a bad division. But I'll, I'll, I'll take Philly. The Oinkers. The, the Oinkers. 
Philadelphia Oinkers over the New Phil- York Stinkbags. Philly had a buy. As a matter of fact, I think there's a statistic out there. I think it's like one time in the last like 30 years, 20 or 30 years, that Philly has lost coming off of a buy. One time. So I'm gonna go wow. with I'm gonna go with Eagles as well. Yeah, they, they were undefeated. They were a win coming off of a bye up until maybe five, six years ago, I thought. Maybe longer. But I believe they have more wins than they have more losses coming off of a bye. So I'm going to take Eagles. Gotcha. And then Jacksonville at the Packers. What do you got? Well, this should be an easy one for the Packers. And this one is going to be my lock of the week, baby. Put it down. Giving Aaron Rodgers extra time to prep for a Jacksonville defense that's giving up almost 300 yards a game through the air and like 400 and something yards overall. This is a recipe for disaster if you're a Jags fan. I'm taking the pack on this one. Wow. A Bears fan taking the Packers. It's hard, but I got I to gotta go with my brain here, not my heart. I'm going to go with upset of the week, my friends. I'm going to go with Jacksonville against the Packers. I feel that uh, Jacksonville loves to play in the cold weather. No, I don't. I'm kidding. It's going to be Packers all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. Where, on the, Where's your cojones? I couldn't pull the upset of the week. Jacksonville? That would, that'd be the upset of the season. I would say I would give upset of the week to Jacksonville if the Packers were playing in Jacksonville. I would give that upset wow. of the week. But not... Jacksonville playing in Green Bay. No way. Uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins, the Washington football team, at Detroit. Well, it looks like Washington's going to be without Kyle Allen for some time due to, I think, what was some kind of significant ankle injury today. So they're going to have to turn to guess who was in today? Alex Smith. Yep. Who, as you know, Ron, was nearly done for his career with uh, that leg injury that he had, I think. Yeah, uh, no, he had a, a or so ago. he had an, a compound fracture that was actually his bone I, was out of his skin. And he went with a year and a half of rehab, uh, skin grafts. Uh, his leg was gangrene. So he had a lot of, Ooh. yeah, it was a lot of damage, a lot of infection. I mean, honestly, there uh, ESPN did a, a little thing on him. Not too long ago, actually, where you can you can you can watch his rehab and stuff, and it was quite impressive. Uh, you're just looking at him like, how was he even out there playing football? Yeah, he was all uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's kind of th- you think back. It's when when Manning came back after that neck injury, and you're thinking you're going to be getting back in there and getting hit with that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks. And well, he yeah, had the know. he had the best staff, and uh, he was. He took care of business and he did his rehab and he kept his infection down. And they, man, it tipped my hat to Alex Smith. Uh, congrats yeah. for being out there. So you, you are going to pick the Lions then. That's what I'm hearing. I'll, I'll, from take, I'll take the Lions. I mean, Stafford was injured in Sunday's game as well against the Vikings, but I, it doesn't look like he's going to miss any time. So I think he's going to come back and win at home. I'll take the Lions. I'm taking Washington. I like Alex Smith. I think he's going to actually uh, get his first win in in more than a year and a half, two years. So uh, Alex is all the way. Uh, so we got right. 
Texans at Browns. Browns coming off of a bye this week, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And when the Browns are good, Ron, they're actually really good. I mean, I looked at it earlier. They've, they've averaged nearly 40 points a game in their five wins this season. But when they're bad, they're just stinking awful. Are, I mean, are, stinking awful. Like, are we going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl? You know what? If if it's during what the way they play when they're win in the games that they win, heck yeah! I mean, sometimes it looks like that offense can't be stopped, but when they're really so bad, you're, it's bad. you're mean, telling two, me you're taking the Browns to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not taking the Browns. You know what? Fine, I'm I, I'm going to pick the Texans in this one because <laughs> Browns. I mean, I went back and forth on this one, dude. I really did. I really went, you know, back. To, into Houston's corner with Deja- Deshaun Watson. I'm going to – this is going to be a wild one. Something in the 60 to 70-point range, I'm thinking. And I, I, I'm going to give the slight edge to Watson in this type of game. I'm going to take the Texans on the road. So, no, I'm not taking the Browns all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Texans here. Okay. So, so you you're taking Texans. You're not going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm taking them to the Super Bowl. It's got to. It's got to be. I have no idea. There you go. <laughs> so Browns, and you're going to take Texans. All right, Tampa Bay, who absolutely played horrible today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely played horrible. Three interceptions I, for Brady. I felt like I was watching a Bears game out there. It was brutal. So, did he throw for any touchdowns? No. Wow. So right now, um, the Saints quarterback, Breeze, he's got the lead in touchdowns thrown by two, I think. Yeah, he had four tutties today and no interceptions. Taysom Hill actually threw the ball today. Yeah, I I heard. A couple of throws for like 50 yards. So I think Jameis Winston even got into the game today. That's how how big that win was and how much they were dominating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. So Tampa Bay is at the Panthers. What what, what are we taking? I, I will. I'm going to give you one more awesome stat from that game today. The Buccaneers had five carries for eight yards the entire game. Five carries, eight yards. That's got to be close to a record. That's for the fewest rushing attempts in a game. We may it, have to look might, that yeah, one up because it, that has got to be close to a record. They completely abandoned the run game. I mean, they didn't even run on accident. Tom Brady doesn't have any rushing attempts, so they didn't even run on accident. So thirty-eight nothing today. Uh, yeah. Well, I think they might have thrown a field goal in there at the end, didn't they? Hey, yeah, Chicago fans, does this sound goal. familiar? I'm just going to do the drive summary here real quick. Punt, 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 punt. Interception. Turnover on downs. Interception. Turnover on downs. Interception. Field goal. Really? Yeah, they got a field goal at the end. Oh, I thought it was 30. Oh, 38 to 3. I didn't want to get shut out. That sounds like so, a Bears game. Yeah, oh yeah. If I might say so myself. Well, so now they got to play Carolina. And ever so close for Carolina this week, who took Kansas City to the brink, right? And they did it probably the only way you would think you can beat that team, Ron. And that's by keeping Kansas City offense off the field. I think that KC had like a almost a two to one. Uh, time of possession advantage over the over uh, KC today. Carolina did. Mm. Um, so if there's anybody that can put together a, a good drive, 
you would think it would be Tom Brady. Well, not after what you just said no, <laughs> against the Saints. Right? I guess I Jeez. guess he, he can't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually lead to the Panthers to come I mean, through for my upset of the week. This is my upset of the week, baby, over the Buccaneers because the Panthers are not favored in this game. So this is technically, although that was before Tampa Bay's game tonight. So I'm gonna take it before the line changes. Um, I know the Bucks uh, the Bucks have a tough defense, but I see the Panthers coming back and winning this game. And that was before I knew the outcome of tonight's game. Okay, Tom. fair enough, fair enough. I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Brady can't have two horrible games in a row. And I think defensively Tampa Bay can't have two horrible games in a row. And they better run more than eight yards or I'm <laughs> in trouble. All right, so uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the Dolphins. Man, that rookie quarterback for the Miami Dolphins went into Arizona and beat Kyler Kyler Murray. Wow. My lock of the week. So what's interesting, you know, they were saying is both those kids are total ages. Their total age is like 45 of 45 and like Tom Brady's like 45 or 46 or whatever. So like both these kids are young uh, man. They're fast. They got great arms. Even with um, the Dolphins quarterbacks uh, injury in college, he looks, he still looks good. Yeah. It was a Tua Tungovailoa. I actually wanted to get his name right because I slaughtered it last week. Yeah, I wasn't um, even so going to go there. So I was just going to say yeah. the quarterback of the Dolphins, man. We'll call him Double T, baby. We'll just call him Double T. I mean, he – and he did it over a very – this is a big game to win on the road against a playoff caliber team like the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are thinking they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. And for you to go in there and your – what is this, his second start to go in there? He st- first yeah. he starts his opening start against the Rams and Aaron Donald. And then to come out against a team on the road, uh, other side of the, the country, and playing it, a team with playoff aspirations, and for him to come out, um, you know, how, how big a game for him. And, you know, the rookie QB for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, I mean, he's been playing really well for the Bolts, too. So, yeah. how, man, how nice would it be for the Bears to have a quarterback like that? I mean, just somebody you're just getting excited about and you can look forward to. It's It's been a long time for what? Time for us, but anyway, I'm a believer into a double. What are we going to call him? Double T in the fin. So I'm going to take Miami on this one. Wow, yeah, I'm I'm liking Dolphins as well. I think LA has a chance, but well, everybody has a chance. But in West Coast going to East Coast, I don't know if that time change messes them up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dolphins as well. So Dolphins and Dolphins. All right, uh, Bron- what is this? Broncos at Raiders. Little uh, two teams in the same division going at it. Broncos, I'll talk about this one. Derek Carr, he looks good. Defensively, they look good. They could throw the ball. I'm going to take Raiders. Raiders are at home anyways. I'm going to take Raiders. I don't think Broncos, once again, I don't think Broncos, they didn't beat Atlanta today. They lost to Atlanta 34-27. So, once again, as I said this before, Las Vegas Raiders takes Broncos, no problem. I I just don't see the Broncos 
winning a bunch more games out there. They they have some quarterback issues. Hey, let me ask you this: Did would the Bears take what's his name? Locke is that his name? Drew Locke. He's struggling. He's struggling for Denver right now. I mean, I, I'm going to take Vegas too. I mean, I just because of what you said. I mean, I like Derek Carr. I told, I've talked about him the last couple of weeks, and he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, you're pretty high on Derek. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like I like Carr and and you know Drew Locke struggling there. So Vegas all the way, baby. Well, here you know here's another game that has two young quarterbacks, Josh Allen and uh, Kyler Murray. This is for next week's game, the Bills at Arizona. That's going to be a really good game. Like, I uh, yeah. I would even watch that game not being a fan of either one of those teams. Yeah. I think Buffalo, yeah. I think Josh Allen looked great. That looked great. Uh, Buffalo ended up winning 44-34 against the Seahawks, dude. Uh-huh. Now, Seahawks, one, uh, once again, one from West Coast to East Coast. Does that make a big difference or not? Why don't you let us know? Hit us up on Monday Morning Couch Potatoes, MM Couch Potatoes on Twitter. Tweet us like a little bird that flies. So I'm going to so go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go Bills, man. I like Bills. Going to Bills. Well, I think the Bills proved with today's win over the Hawks, like you said, that they are a legit football team. And how many years has it been since we've been able to say the Bills are a legit football team, right? Um, Josh Allen, who, you know, no doubt today was playing a game with a heavy heart. I believe it was his grandmother who passed away. I think it might even have been yesterday or something like that recently. Mm. Um, And he threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. It made me think of back when, wasn't it Brett Favre? I think it was against his dad the Raiders. Died. When his dad died, and everybody's like, should he play and everything? And he came out, and, you know, I, I don't know the history of Josh Allen, his grandmother, if he's super close or whatever. I mean, it's tough to lose a family member like that. But for him to come out, and he, he threw for over 400 yards, I think he had three touchdowns today. These are the types of games, you know, coming up here against Arizona, you know, these are the types of games that the Bills would lose in, in recent years, Ron. Yeah. But, you know, last year I think they had a one and four record against playoff teams. So, but I'm high on the Bills right now, just like you. I'm going to take them on the road against Kyler Mar- or take them at home. I should, or on the road, actually. They're in Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to take them on the road against Kyler Murray, and, Kyler Murray and cards. Okay. Man, I got to get a lock of the week. Let me, do I have anything left for lock of the week? Whoo. Man, I'm looking. I'm looking at the schedule. Niners might be a good one. Steelers. Did you already take the Steelers? No, you got the Steelers too. Yeah, but Bengals at the Steelers. Well, 49ers at the Saints. Uh, I'm going to lock that in as a Saints over the 49ers. I'm not... The, the way the 49ers now the 49ers had a they lost this week right they lost a Thursday night game right yeah, yeah 17 to 34 they didn't look good at all well they didn't Ryan and I mean the NFC the defending NFC champions are probably the only team to have worse injury luck than in the NFL than our than our Bears man I mean you know now they got to go down to the to the Bayou and face a a red hots a red hot Saints team yeah winners of five in a row now after, you know, crushing the Buccaneers on Sunday night behind, uh, what did we say, four touchdowns from Drew Brees. Yep. Um, so the Saints are on the rise. The 49ers season is slipping away, and I don't see that change in this one. So I'm with you. It's not my lock, but 
Yeah, I'll definitely take the Saints here too. Yeah, you already have your lock. I got my Packers. Well, oh, oh God, I just threw up a little <laughs> bit my mouth. Not my Packers. I got the Packers. Wow. The hated Packers of the frozen tundra. Seahawks at the Rams. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks should have not should have won. Seahawks did some, you know, the the quarterback of the Seahawks. What's his name again? There, T Dog. Russell Wilson. There you go. Russell Wilson had some unexpected interceptions. Wasn't throwing the ball that well. Got picked off a few times. That's not like Russell Wilson. You know what he's known for? He's known for having really small hands. No, really big hands. For a small body. That's what he's known for. Well, I think he's known for more than that. But So because of his large hands, he's able to grab that football and actually throw the ball. He's probably one of the best ball throwers, spiral throwers of that football, of all, all of NFL. Like that guy can throw because he has large hands. Unfortunately. You know you have large hands, that yep. means you need large gloves. Yes. Yes. Large hands equals large. I was going to say large hands probably equals big feet. And you know what that means when you have big feet? You need big shoes. No, 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 no. You need big socks. So oh, okay. let's make sure we're on the same page with that. So I'm I'm going to I like I like the Seahawks on the road as a bounce back. I like it. I'm going to take that. All right, that's a good pick. I mean, they you know they started the season hot. They were five and zero, and you know they they've lost two of their last three. Now they still have Russell Wilson under center. Yes, there's no question. But the Hawks are banged up on defense, Ron, and this is a defense that's already struggling to hold opponents down. I mean, they're giving up nearly 370 yards, I think, through the year. So uh, the Rams defense, one of the best in the game with Aaron Donald up front. I'm going to give the edge to the Rams defense in this game, and they're going to beat the Seahawks at home. Wow. I know. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. I, unbelievable, dude. That's Well, believe it, because I'm calling it. That is, that's scary. <laughs> what do we got next? Cincy at Pittsburgh? Scary. <laughs> uh, no, we got Bengals at Steelers. Since he had Pittsburgh. That's oh, perfect. Said. All right. Just making sure. Making sure we're on the same page, my friend. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I called the upset of the week with the Bengals, baby. Didn't I? Great game by Joe Burrow. Plus, they'd have a, they've had an extra week to kind of get ready for this matchup against the undefeated Steelers, who, again, undefeated, 8 0. Um, they limped their way back to claw out a win today against the Cowboys, but. If Ben Roethlisberger is is healthy for this game, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Steelers to jump the nine and zero. But who knows? I mean, the Bengals could be a surprise team in the second half of the season, Ron. Let's keep our peepers on them. But give me the Steelers beating the Bengals on this one. So you're taking you're taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Can't can't ride that Bengal upset upset train two weeks in a row. Can I upset of the week? Bengals. Uh, you know, I'm going for it. I'm I'm feeling Bengals over the Steelers on the road. Now, I know it probably hit st- statistical history shows that these two teams, 
the Steelers and Roethlisberger probably beat whips up on the Bengals butts 95% of the time. But I think this is the 5% right here. Well, a lot gonna... of times those division games, you can throw the records out though, dude. You know that? I mean, it's that they really kind of put It's a rivalry game. So it, it wouldn't be surprising. Well, it wouldn't be surprising for me because I would have picked it. It would be surprising for oh, you. Oh, you're so smart. So, Ravens at the Patriots. What you got? Uh, Ravens are going to take care of business right here, dude. They are 6-2 and two after Sunday's win over a, a very good Colts team. We talked about that. And they're, I think their only two losses are against the – actually against the Chiefs and the Steelers. So, their losses are against – Teams that are what fifteen and one right now combined. <laughs> so the Ravens win these types of games. They're at home. The Patriots are struggling. We'll see how they come out. You know, tomorrow or Monday night against the Jets. But I'll take Baltimore. So Ravens are not at home. They're playing the Patriots. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. So I'm going to go with. I, I like Ravens as well. I'm going to go with the Ravens. So that leaves the last game of the week, folks, and it's on a Monday night. And it's all about the Vikings at the Chicago Bears. We have to talk about this one. We do because I haven't. I've done my upset, but I haven't done my lock of the week. And you I did New Orleans. I thought you were taking New Orleans over San Fran. No, no, that was. I didn't put that down as. Oh, a, I thought you wanted to. Okay, as a lock of the week. No. Oh, you know what? I will. Saints. It is lock of the week. <laughs> I don't know that you want to be tying up any of your locks. I was gonna lock up. Bears. I was gonna lock up uh, the Vikings. Actually, I don't think the Bears. Wow. I don't think the Bears are gonna beat the Vikings. I think the Bears are who we thought they were. Not a good team. Not a good team offensively. I'm not saying they're not a good team defensively, but Pagano's got to start blitzing a little bit more. But he doesn't like doing that. I don't know why. I mean, we have the players to go in and blitz. Occasionally, once in a while. And when he does do it, if he does do it, I believe he does. It, good things happen. I'm Who wouldn't want to have the days of Peanut Tillman back on the team? Now, in the beginning, I wouldn't have wanted Peanut Till, Tillman, but all those punch, punch outs for those strip sacks, I mean, those strip uh, interceptions. Fumbles. The fumbles. fumbles. Yeah, the mm-hmm. forced fumbles. Come he had on, four man. of them in one game against the Titans. Four in one game. I miss those days, man. Why don't you know tackle and punch at the same time? Nobody seems to do that anymore. I don't know why. Well, Lovey Smith was one of the best at at coaching to to create turnovers. Um, but you also have to have the talent for that as well. I I'm, we I think we have run. the I think we have the talent. I I don't know if we have the talent on the outsides. Well, we may not have the talent on the coaching staff either. I don't know if that, that's really not Pagano's mo. I mean, no. he's, not, he's not. He's not known to be a, a run a lot of blitz. What, so. What's he afraid of? Like seriously, it's what's not necessarily he afraid, of? afraid of anything. It's just that's you know he's kind of that's he, that's his coaching style, and that's you know it's some of these guys they get stuck in that. You know, it's like it's like Novocaine. They just keep doing it, and eventually it'll kick in and it'll work. Um, not so much with the Bears, but I, okay. What's your game, pick? Th- God, this is so hard to pick. I already picked if, against if, my team. If the Bears play 
defense the way they played today. If they can keep Dalvin Cook from running all over the place, then I think they have an opportunity. And I think one of the one the Bears field, Soldier Field, I hope it's really mucky and really not very a lot of good traction for this guy. Uh, because Kirk Cousins, yeah, I think he had, he had a good game today. He threw for three touchdowns and that. But I mean, it was against the Detroit Lions. I mean, uh, you know, I hate to say, "Oh, the Detroit Lions are a bad football team," because the Bears are not a good football team either. But yeah. the Bears defensively are just—they played so well today for most of the game. If they can put that together, and the the Bear again, I'm going to hold out hope that Nagy is going to make a change. They're going to do something. Just they're going to shake it up, out of the box thinking, laser DiFilippo. Uh, Larry from Kenosha. Somebody is just randomly is going to call the plays other than Matt Nagy. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. Then the bears, I think can eat this one out and win it 23 to 20 in overtime. I'm going to take the bears because I think Nagy's going to wake up and something's going to happen special with the bears this week. I don't know who Randy is from Kenosha, but he probably could call the plays too. There you go. I'm going to go so 20. 20- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vikings twenty-eight, seventeen Chicago again. I think they're solid with seventeen. It is what it is. Well, folks, that is our weekly wrap up of NFL picks for next week. Once again, um, if you have any questions, if you have any issues, if you want to be on this podcast. Shoot us an email. So you've been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at mmcouchpotatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening. I'm out.